Uh, this is Brian Tarrant uh, with Significance Magazine here at JSM 2019 in Denver, Colorado, and I'm with Jane Peck Kim of the Stanford University School of Medicine. Hi, Jane. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, welcome. We're going to be talking about mobile health today, but I thought we could start by for you telling uh, listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, your areas of interest. That would be wonderful. Of course. So I am a trained statistician. My PhD was in statistics, and uh, right after I graduated from Columbia, I went to Stanford School of Medicine, and I'm now in the Department of Psychiatry. I've been in the Department of Psychiatry for six years, and I've been collaborating with researchers in the mental health space. And so your talk uh, t is, is today, Sunday at yes. JSM, isn't it, uh, later this afternoon? It's on uh, a mobile health project. Yes. Um, specifically using wearable devices to, is it in, to encourage people to be more active? Tell us a bit, tell us about the project and course, what led to it. Of course, of course. Yeah, so this is a project, uh, so Stanford uh, launched a center for digital health recently, and as part of its launch, it opened up an Apple Watch seed grant program calling for proposals to use the Apple Watch in ways that would impact health. And so a team uh, of researchers at our department, includes myself as a clinical psychologist, some other lab members, um, we proposed using the Apple Watches to message people to encourage them to improve their adherence behaviors. And so the adherence behavior that we focused on is very simple, physical activity. So getting people to set a goal for themselves and stick to that goal. And our, we have let them have the watch for eight weeks and we're going to message them over that course of time. So the question that you're looking to answer then is, do these devices, do these prompts help us to meet our goals to achieve whatever, what it is we've set ourselves? Yeah, that's, those are, that's, one, that's one question that we are interested in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, a lot of the digital health uh, industry and in academia, it's the question of, can technology be used to actually impact health behaviors? Yeah. Um, and so, exactly. Yeah. So, what and what's this under underlying uh, driver for, for this research? Is it, it, you know why why are you asking these questions now? I mean, the devices are, are now available, but what is there a particular public health issue that you're looking to address through this? Great question. Um, so, in the area of mental health, um, <clears throat> the area of mental health. Uh, apps have been used to provide treatment for all kinds of disorders and a lot of therapies have been manual a lot of therapies that are available through manuals and in-person treatment are now digitized mm -hmm. and so the question is can these apps really work and can we get people to use them and I think the central question is can adherence behaviors be improved and can uh, can technology be used to target and uh, improve adherence behaviors? And so what we're, what we're focusing on is sort of a very simple adherence behavior among healthy people, but I think the question of using technology for mental health is a way more complicated, but in the, this is a question that needs to be addressed before going into that of course. area, I guess. So you, how many people did you have on the study? We're right now, we're very in the early stages, so we're generating interest lists. We, we do have 300 watches that we are 
intending to distribute. So you would, so each person would get a watch, it would be set with a goal, maybe 10,000, 15,000 steps a day or be active every 30 minutes or something like that. And so the data then that you're collecting, are you getting all the, uh, the information from the phone? So not only what time are the um, reminders going out, but then are you recording movement and the activity? Is that the sort of information? Yes, exactly. Getting? We're getting both watch data and phone data. So the question that I'm kind of focusing in in my research project that I'm talking about later today is does the app does the watch actually provide useful information, um, which is not very different from some of these questions when the watch first came out. Mm -hmm. I was like, is it going to actually be useful? Um, so I'm I'm talking about I'm trying to use statistical inference or hypothesis testing to actually test whether some of these variables, some of the data that we get from the watch is useful. And when you say useful, what do you mean useful? Useful in a statistical sense or can you give us a bit more detail on, on yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. So is it, can, can it be used in such a way to provide, um, so what we're basically doing is we're getting we're getting people to wear their watches and we observe their physical activity. And every time we get uh, that we observe their physical activity, we're going to send them a sequence of messages that's based on some kind of decision role. And then this process repeats. So we send them messages, then they read them, and then we observe how much they move over the course of the day, and then we that's serves as input for this decision rule. And this decision rule is updated every day in such a way to maximize their um, success of achieving their goal. And uh, the question is whether that information is useful in providing the right message sequence um, that will, that's intended to, uh, to have them achieve their goal every day. So whether it can be useful for that decision role is the question, yeah. And how, so you say it's still quite early stages for the project. So yes. what sort of, where are you at in terms of your findings so far or right. early indications, whatever yeah. it may be? So we're early stages as in truly early stages, we're completing the app development. So there's a, we are dealing with PHI, protected health information. So we do have to make sure that our app is HIPAA compliant, that it's, um, we're protecting information. And so we're, we're working within um, our institution and making sure that everything is compliant. So actually building the app part wasn't too difficult and it was fairly quick, but it's mostly this compliance issue, um, which, could be a whole other topic, but yeah. something that we've been learning in real time. So. Well, I guess I mean if you're if you're collecting um, watch data, phone data, that's, that's quite you expect quite a big insight into people's lives, right? So I, can, I guess the privacy issues there are particularly crucial. Exactly, and we're also asking about their uh, we're asking about PHQ nine, so it's um, an instrument that's generally asking about their mental health information. So. It's very sensitive information. Yes. Okay. Yes. So when you present uh, later today, you won't be saying, we cracked it, this information is useful. It's more of an introduction to a work in progress. Right, right. It's more of this is this is what can be done and um, hopefully generating some some collaboration, generating, I think I outlined some issues that are common to mo mobile health and also issues that are specific to this particular project that can generate some application of novel mm -hmm. statistical methods that, yeah. 
hopefully will catalyze some collaboration. Yeah, yeah, okay. And in, in terms of the uh, mobile health space more broadly, um, there were a couple of years ago there were, there were some uh, presentations here on that topic. Uh, it, it was still quite early stages then. How, how far have we come in, in, in uh, the space of, I don't know, three or four years in terms of figuring out a role for these devices for making people more active, more? Wow, that's a loaded question. I think, um, I think there's still yet work to be done. I mean, clearly it's a huge industry and there's a lot of brilliant work that's being done in academia that's addressing um, sort of the causal inference and there's, there's work to be done, um, but there's also still, obviously, the industry's still interested in it and I think um, we haven't really cracked this issue of whether it's efficacious, whether the technology can yeah. really be used for that. So um, clearly, it's not going anywhere. This field no, is not no. going anywhere. So um, I think it's an exciting place mm. to be in right now. The watches themselves, I guess that they're, they're, they're always going to be slightly a kind of maybe an elite device. Not everyone's going to have them. Although, I mean, Apple, you know, there are there are non-Apple versions that are sort of more affordable. But even in phones now, you're starting to see these sort of fitness apps built in. Mine tracks my steps and congratulates me if I've hit my right. 10,000 targets. So it, it, it's, it's everywhere and I think obviously statisticians like yourself want to know how to make use of that information. Uh, but I think for, for people as well, it's, uh, it's something that they'll be need, needing to be looking at trying to understand and how to optimize their lifestyles based on that information, I guess. Yeah, hopefully. That's, I think that's the yeah, I don't know that's the I, assumption, the working assumption yeah. that people are actually interested in improving their health. Um, so I think it's. It seems like there are a bunch of uh, tech companies that have figured out how to get people hooked to certain technologies and certain apps, but that's not exactly the same question as getting people to use apps that are trying to benefit them. Yeah. I find, this is a sample of one, but I find my devices, I'm quite happy when it tells me I've met my goals, but if I haven't, there's no real right. punishment downside to right, it, so right. I, I tend to, yeah. It, maybe my adherence is not quite as, as good as it could or should be. So. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, I hope the rest of the talk goes well for you. Thank and you. the rest of your stay at JSM. Thank you. Thank you for talking to us today. Oh, thank you for your time and thanks for inviting me to talk to you. My name is Brian Tarrant and I'm the editor of Significance Magazine. Find us online at significancemagazine.com. For this special JSM series of podcasts, we're collaborating with Stats and Stories. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. Follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcast, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.